welcome to Dick's Picks. I'm Carter, and with me is Mr. Dick. Hello. Hi, Carter. Glad to be here. Uh, this month on Dick's Picks, we are going to be discussing two movies, one old and one new. And we are going to start with the new one. It is the newest release from Apple TV Plus, Ghosted, which will serve as your Dick's yeah. Pick for oh the one. boy. <laughs> Uh, directed by Dexter Fletcher. First Dick's pick. First Dick's pick. Uh, directed by Dexter Fletcher, who I think most people would recognize as one of the members of the Band of Brothers and one of the guys from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? Was he the driver? Was um, he the, dri- the taxi driver in this movie? He's the guy. No, he's the guy who's in the... Kind of like the, he's uh, the bat... She's he's she's in the uh what do you call it the trunk at the Thrones. end of the movie is his cameo. Uh, you're thinking of Jason Fleming. He's in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Dexter Fletcher. Yeah. but he has shifted from acting into directing recently. Uh, made a lot of British movies, but then did uncredited work on Bohemian Rhapsody after Brian Singer was fired, and then his first big movie I think people would have seen was Rocket Man. Um, did not see that. <laughs> he didn't. It was pretty good. And he did two you, episodes I of musical. Uh, I hate musical biopics. I hate them. That was one of the better ones. Um, much better than Bohemian Rhapsody, which I was not a fan of at all. I heard uh, it was trippier and cooler, but and still. the the lead actor actually did his own singing, um, which was yeah, one of my big Kingsman. Yes, Taron something. Um, I thought it was good though. Very stylishly directed. Um, but this obviously he took mm-hmm. the bag from Apple. <laughs> to make this one um written by it seemed almost like a committee uh two different writing partnerships who've made a lot of big movies Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick do you know what movies they've made no Zombieland the dead okay, movies I know that. okay and- there that explains it all right <laughs> i knew it was going to be somewhere if it, this the Russo it's brothers, the Deadpool DNA, or like or the Deadpool people were somewhere involved in this movie. And then they also wrote Six Underground, the Michael Bay Netflix movie that came out a few years ago that probably gave half of its series. audience a migraine watching it. Um, I remember saying that they apparently, in one car, car shot, they um, included like another camera, and they kept it in the shot in the movie. Like they filmed themselves filming the movie and kept That's pretty it meta. Movie. Yeah. Michael <laughs> like Bay Lamb. Yeah. I like that movie actually, although it is not really good. But I think you could say that with a lot of movies I like. Um, and also mm-hmm. written by the writing partnership of Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Do you want to guess what their big Hollywood franchises are? <laughs> okay, they have they have multiple franchises? They have two. Um Scream. No, one of them stars The Rock. The Jungle, the the yes, Jumanji? the Jumanji movies, <laughs> and also the Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man trilogy. So it turns out that four people have written most of the Hollywood blockbusters of the last ten years, <laughs> um, it, which is it it's weird to me. Duo. But now we've got two duos who wrote this movie, so it's like. What was the process like for writing this? Was it just like a committee? The two people just write a add us as the, the third duo to talk about the movie. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, and then the duo of stars, Chris Evans and Adade Armas, who have been reunited from, uh, they were in The Gray Man last summer together and also the first Knives Out movie. Um, I thought she was in Gray Man. Yeah, she's briefly in it. Um I didn't like that. There's just so many either. cameos. There's so many cameos on this straight in these straight to streaming movies that you can't like. Ryan Reynolds seems to be in all of them. Yeah, and um, the Winter Soldier folks, and um, when Harold from Harold and Kumar showed up, I I knew it was uh, Sulu. Um, that was a real Dick's Picks moment. Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> It made sense because I guess Skydance produced it, and so he's a Sulu guy, Sulu for the Star Trek. Mm. So it makes sense. The in my brain, connection. It's like everyone in Hollywood Abrams. has some connection to this movie. Um, Before you watched, did you have the intro to Silo, like the new TV show that they have coming out? No, 
but I think I had a different intro. Like, I've seen the trailer for Fallout. <laughs> well, the name is very spot on for what it's about. It's about people in a silo, which I appreciate. I have many qualms with this movie. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I haven't finished the intro. Oh, fine. Released April 21st, so just over a week ago. So pretty recent release. Uh, a budget of 40 to 45 million, which I was surprised. I think it's I think it was higher than that. I think they're fudging the numbers. Um obviously the box office is unavailable because this was not released theatrically. But apparently half a million people watched at least one minute of it. Pretty good. <laughs> so they've got that That's going about, for them. It's <laughs> about all it takes. One minute. Well, we could get into it with you with your reaction because this was uh, the one you recommended for this one. Yeah, my sister watched it. She texted our family group chain and said it was a great watch, and I had heard otherwise on the internet. <laughs> so I figured we should add it to our uh, double double feature of Dick's Picks, Ghosts, Ghosted, and Carter's Dick's Pick of Timeline. But I think our lowest combined Ron Tomato scores we've ever done. Let's just start off by wishing Anna de Armas a happy birthday. Um, Andrea and I looked at Andrea and said, Hey, how old do you think she is? And I said, I don't know, 27. And apparently she's 35. And today is her birthday. Turned 35 um, today. How about that? Yeah. And you know, so that that would be what Andrea says is the most accurate thing in this movie is that um a, a mid 30s single woman living in DC. <laughs> as someone who has experience with the area, what do you, what did you think of this as a DC movie? Well, I pulled out my map and I did a little bit of putting pins in the map attaching strings to the pins, um, figuring it all out. I think that I was pretty confused, like saying outskirts of DC, she must've been coming back from Harper's Ferry, which is like uh, two and a half hours. Cause she was out kayaking. There. See, I thought she was going somewhere but, at the beginning, but it seems like she had to have been so coming did, back. So did I. And then she, <laughs> and then she, yeah, cool. She appeared at farmer's market in DC, open air farmer's market. Totally normal, totally normal. Except that it was having it had fresh fish. Like uh-huh. they, they're not, they're not down at the wharf or anything. They're just like at Eastern Market, and that place definitely doesn't have fresh fish. But then they're walking around, and they go to that George the the canal, which is a real thing. I'd never seen that. But I thought thing. that definitely wasn't in DC. I was like, how can that be in DC? But you're telling me it is. Well, you've seen. You've seen it, but it's never full of water. And there are never people wandering around it. (laughs) So that's the unrealized. And so there is no Amsterdam vibe. Yeah. Made me think we were in like Venice. Pretty much the only time you see it is when you go bike ride along this goat trail thing that takes you all the way out to whatever Brown's Rebellion or something. Um, But other than that, uh, oh, I guess the finale also unrealistic. There is like a hotel tower where you can see sights of the city, but it's not a million stories tall and it doesn't spin. I was confused as to where the ending was even happening. I thought we were in Seattle or like Toronto. Nah, it was in Ros. It was definitely across the river in Roslyn, uh, but okay. in a, a made-up imaginary building where physics don't apply. Well, well I was physics do apply. I don't understand them. I was pretty mixed about this. I think I actually really enjoyed about the first 45 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 50 minutes when they get to like Pakistan um, yeah. up till then. And then that little scene with all the different cameos of the bounty hunters. I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, that was fun. If you say it's just if you say I wouldn't want to spoil who any of them are. Yeah, well, we kind of did. But if you tell a couple that they should get a room, you deserve to die is the message from this. Movie. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Everyone was, or at least all the sort of reviewers I've seen criticizing it are saying like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith night and day sort of concept is worn out. But it's like I haven't really seen any besides that movie really or those two. So for me, it isn't like super worn out. What, what I the- had heard was that... um you know, Chris Evans just can't play an everyman or something. See, but I and thought he was pretty good. 
I guess. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not like convinced when I see Chris Evans that like, oh, that's like a spy or something. I can imagine there'd be like a moderately attractive farmer who's got attachment issues. I'd buy that. And air tags everything. I can't believe they didn't say air tag. Yeah, it's an Apple movie. I mean, yeah, they, it was an Apple movie. Just... Now that you, now that I realize but, it was an Apple movie, I'm starting to realize how many times they shoot iPhones during the whole thing. Uh, who air tags an inhaler? I don't have asthma, but aren't those things like you just get a new one every time? What is this? He's, I couldn't say. I mean, maybe maybe we've made advancements in the field of inhalers. I really couldn't say. But well, they <laughs> when, when they that, start, I wouldn't expect it. So they meet. They have a little. She's. She's at the farmer's market. She's looking around for plants. He's working at a plant booth. Yes. Which ties in pretty well. I didn't see the tie-in until Andrea called it called it out. She knew what was happening. Um, With the, the metaphors? No, just that plants are important to the whole scenario that they're in. Uh, with the, the but, Aztec device. Mm-hmm, the Aztec device. <laughs> and then they have a, a beautiful, unprompted date day in dc where they go to uh, some the museum. national gallery some museum national Goodness gallery show some culture whatever <laughs> it's better great... museums in dc than there are in new york or anywhere else free as well that's uh the you met know. used to be pay as you well but that's not true anymore mm. now you can now you they, pay 25 made, bucks. made dc look pretty nice i like really enjoyed day. the sort of rom-com start of it um, I think my favorite part of it were her, uh, his parents, played by Tate Donovan yeah. and uh, Amy Sedaris, right? The dad from the OC, and with like a real kind of shrewd beard. Um, yes. <laughs> He's like half brain dead. Yeah, I, I guess. What was wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think, nothing was wrong with him, but Chris Evans was like, I have to help my dad on the farm. <laughs> There was some <laughs> horrific injury. Yeah, the dad was lifting most of the f- the wood to remake the fence. Yeah, like, Chris Evans is barely doing anything. Nothing. But um, the parents were insane. Like the mom was just like, "Oh, you should go and follow this girl to London. It's romantic." <laughs> uh-huh. And the daughters like, or the sisters like, "Don't do that." Also, why are you taking sleeping selfies of girls with girls that you've just hooked up with? That's the sister for... was a baffling character. I didn't really understand yeah. what her sort of deal was. I don't didn't understand how old she was. Um, why yeah. she didn't necessarily recognize thing... that she was in the same position as her brother, yet she was criticizing him like <laughs> ceaselessly. Maybe she was in there at summer break or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to push him out because she knew that he would be first in line. To inherit he really once wants the farm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a succession situation. Yeah, I mean. She, they just didn't really outline what her whole deal was. Um, but you only take selfies in bed if you've slept with a celebrity and you want to blackmail them or send it to page six or whatever. You don't, normals don't do that unless they're, they are weirdos. Well, I think that's sort of part of why Chris Evans wasn't necessarily an everyman in this. He was kind of a weird. Yeah, I feel really like weird. a normal woman would never have been in a relationship with him. It takes a psychotic, sociopathic murderer to like think that this guy's normal and um, he's a narc he works at a farmer's market and doesn't want to get high and sell correct. sell plants nonsense uh but i think overall i think my problem is i don't know where the farm is i, uh, I don't know i was where confused about that too it seemed like maybe it was near like cole pepper or something like that or yeah which would feel be yeah, quite some be distance bit of drive. from dc <laughs> yeah I mean, it like definitely Leesburg, wasn't maybe Lee's for maybe Maryland, maybe somewhere in Maryland. That'd be lame. Um, no, no, no one wants to go that side of DC. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. the lame side. Um, yeah, everyone knows that. I think overall, I like this more than something like the Gray Man, though, um, which I thought yeah. was just horrible. Um, and more than the Lost City or whatever else. We watched last time with oh with shotgun Jennifer wedding, Lopez. shotgun wedding. Yeah, <laughs> I think having one of them actually be a spy makes all the the difference in the believability of the sort of action scenarios. Yeah, 
Yeah, the action scenarios. <laughs> I think Anna de Armas is like a talented action performer. She's going to be in a John Wick prequel or spinoff or something like Heck that yeah. that's coming out re- uh, in the near future. But Chris Evans Heck is obviously yeah. very limited as um, he's so. this is this could be the the sparked uh, which romance movie romance had less of a spark between ghosted and timeline <laughs> um god i mean well we can we can answer that at the end i'm gonna need some time to think about okay that. Um, just think about it <laughs> we can get to some of this contemporary criticism because i think some of this is funny sometimes the reactions that critics have to movies i think it's all right i don't current, know i guess they need to take their job very seriously movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, Andrea didn't think that Chris Evans could pull off the lame guy thing, and we were talking about who would be better in the role, and I said Michael Sarah. She no, said, but she, he would never be with Anna de Armas. Why not? It's supposed to be an asthmatic like weirdo. Supposed <laughs> to be Andrea like can't... a sort of semi-hot asthmatic weirdo. Well, that's where Andrea came up with a better one, Joe Keery from Stranger Things. He actually hair. would have been really good, I think. Yeah, he would have um, been really good in there. The first one that popped into my mind was Jack Quaid. Um, okay, yeah, that could work too. Scream. I think he would have been pretty good, but Joe Keery is actually like really good. Because um, yeah. it, it would have been good to see an actor who didn't necessarily already appear in action movies, because then it would have been a little bit more of a and then Joe Carey's got the Ryan Reynolds connection from Free Guy, so it all fits together. It's true. The, the best movie of 2020, Free Guy. Um, yeah. Uh, some contemporary criticism. So critics really like. So every every it. three months or so, critics just lose their shit about something that they see as like representative of the end of the film industry as we know it, and. You know, everything's sold out and is just sort of corporate bullshit. Um, and this one definitely served as the um you know the the example for spring 2023. Um Benjamin Lee, writing for The Guardian, gave the film a one out of five star review um and called the film a staggeringly, maddeningly atrocious heap of increasingly boneheaded decisions that will act as a depressing documentation of just how rotten things got in the current oversaturated streaming landscape. Um, you know what I think about that? <laughs> yeah. Like I need to stand up and take his thumb out of his ass. That was a terror. That was so pretentious. <laughs> I agree. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, and it's not like it was like $400 million or something like that. I mean, Apple has more money than they know what to do with. I'm fine with them spending $40 million to make something like this. Um, and Peter Subchinsky, um, I did not write his outlet, but in his review, he called it a tedious exercise in sheer greed and laziness that presumes if enough money and famous faces are tossed into the mix, no one will notice or at least mind the utter vacuousness of the enterprise. <laughs> Calling this movie an enterprise, yeah. I think, is funny. Um, anything to respond to that? <laughs> Speechless. I mean, obviously, every movie is like based on star power uh, to some degree. So, well, yeah, that guy can <laughs> shut up too. I think it's yeah. one thing critics forget, um, and especially people who try to sort of read politics into movies, is that. The point of movies is to make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no other reason that they exist aside from separating money from the consumers and giving it to the people who made it. So that's always something to keep in mind when you're reviewing a movie. And I think sometimes critics forget that. Um, but yeah. there isn't a lot on the internet for this having come out so recently. But the big sort of Wikipedia thing is that Scarlett Johansson was originally supposed to play the female lead, but had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Um, better or worse with Scarlett Johansson would, would have been fine. I think worse. I think I think I like the too. you know, I I like the subplot of her being so patriotic because she came with her mother so early on, and that was that was a good. I don't think maybe Scarlett Johansson could have done that. But probably not. I agree. Also, and I just. I like she's a little old. I think she's a little old for the part. Maybe that's uh something you shouldn't say, but 
Well, it kind of makes sense because she has such a history with Chris Evans. That's well, they've got the whole Marvel were... thing, but and and what is a perfect score? Well, that's or, that goes know... back a long way. Yeah, perfect score. Holy yeah, shit! So they they got a long long history. Chris Evans is hardly aged. It's a perfect score. He looks just about the same. Uh, that's funny. Perfect score. Um, IMDb trivia. Uh, whoever wrote this has a real gripe with what they see as a, a a major injustice in how these sorts of things are portrayed in Hollywood, not just in this movie, Uh-oh. but you know, how for all time. Terrorism out of Pakistan. It says once again, Hollywood treats us with the immediately effective injection in the neck. Chemical sedation can oh. be achieved in ten to fifteen minutes with the intramuscular injection in the thigh, the buttock, or the upper arm, but not in the neck. An intravenous sedation takes less time, but needs a certain level of technicity to find a suitable vein, usually in the upper limb, possibly the jugular vein, but never as lightly as shown in this or so many other movies. You so. know this guy is working on a script where the spy just knocks people out with ass shots over and over again. That's just like, he's like, he he's like hey, up. hold up, hold up your arm. Let me just get you the armpit. <laughs> Let me let me get a little alcohol wipe on that butt cheek. What does this guy do for a living? He's out here just jabbing people and knocking them out. It's like, trust me, I know. I've done it before. I've tried to have people. The tax man. They're the tax man. (laughs) That was one thing that I thought was odd, that they were referencing a song probably most people under 50 probably have never even heard of. Maybe Maybe I'm misjudging the audience. That's just like a continuous theme with um with spy movies is that did you ever see Mr. Nobody where he's the Nobody, auditor yeah. And um the accountant and the tax man. It's just uh they're real nebulous scary figures that everyone respects professionally uh-huh. and uh, also doesn't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because accounts are so time. cool and dangerous. And there needs to be more of this. And reliable. In my opinion. Yeah. And reliable. I, I'm in, I'm doing all these continuing educations about how the CPA pipeline is drying up. And every, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, we need to be cooler in movies. <laughs> we need to be doing some real like spy craft, like, oh, you know, that sort of stuff. Instead Giving of accurate lawyers ingestions. and doctors. To the upper arm and the buttocks. Yeah. That sort of stuff. We we tie everything. We cross You do it correctly. Your process. Yeah, exactly. Your process mm-hmm. is so thorough. You wouldn't do a half half, you know, haphazard yep. neck injection that might take 10 to 15 minutes. No, <laughs> what kind of asshole would do that? Not at all. So overall, I Did think you... this is I think this is like a one thumb up for me. I think yeah. the thumb might be wavering, sort of like, eh. It's sort of like a, a thumb up shaking thumb. Definitely not two well, thumbs, but not a thumbs down either. How many thumbs do we have? We got two situation? thumbs. Okay. okay. The thumb can go one down, two down, two up, one up. I think it's a shaky one thumb up for me. I'll go a firm one thumb up. A firm one thumb. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's more than Marco could. That's well, true. Marco could. What did you think about the whole ex-boyfriend spy guy who lost a hand in a mission and was the the most upset he was about was that he couldn't jerk off anymore? Meanwhile, I thought it was a cheap he still joke. Had another hand. <laughs> he had another hand. You know, I guess he had a favorite. Um, yeah, I feel like there was a lot more I'd miss if I only had one hand, but. Uh, it- I Probably think it's that, phantom limb syndrome. I once it got to the FBI, it kind of unraveled a little bit because I was just like, "Well, I liked the what? Are, what's it called when you tell the truth?" That machine. oh, the lie detector. The lady administering that was really funny. She was. She's funny. great. She's in like lady. the good place. She, yeah, oh, really? she's in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, uh. she's she's good. That scene was good, but I don't remember them introducing Jackson. How and Chris Evans knew Jackson's name immediately <laughs> afterwards. But 
I think we can wrap Ghosts in. I think it's a semi-successful Apple TV movie. I mean, apparently it's yeah. their most watched movie ever. I'm sure that record will be broken by the end of the year. Every every movie they release is that. Most watched movie. Somehow I don't I... think uh, Macbeth was one of their most watched. No, the Denzel okay. Washington. I think one? I contributed about 5% of the total streams for Macbeth. You've rewatched it that many times? I've watched it about or six only or seven 5% times. Of it. <laughs> I've watched it like seven times. Is it your sleep movie? Uh, no, but it was my sort of exercise movie for a little bit. Because um, it was a it movie to, pumped. It didn't necessarily get me pumped, but I found it so engrossing that I would just sort of forget I was exercising in time. It just sort of passed like like it was nothing. So I was like, oh, let's just keep doing this. Denzel's really try, good at it. Maybe you should try Six Underground for something like that. That'll really... I've started watching a Korean soap opera that's on Disney Plus is my exercise thing. Uh, okay. Called Snowfall. So we can add that to the, the Dick's TV corner at the end. Um, <laughs> so we'll take a quick break. And Hold we'll on. I back. got one quote. Okay. I got one quote. Okay. It is. <laughs> I got two quotes. Okay. Chris Evans, when he finally comes clean about not being a. Uh, not not being the a real man. needy guy says uh to Anna de Armas, well excuse me for fudging a few details to impress the most beautiful woman i've ever met that one reasonable okay. <laughs> it's reasonable and then when they're in i guess in the bus after they're escaping marco's death in the kyber pass oh he, he says uh for what it's worth i'm sorry about marco you know i'm trying to connect about a person that just died Someone you knew well, are you capable of that? Or is it only first dates? The rest of the time, it's just chemical weapons and persuades passwords and bullets and death. Sorry, my writing was a little difficult for me, even. Not a very quotable movie. Enjoyable, though. Let's <laughs> no. go on to Timeline soon. Yes, take a take a quick break and we'll be back with Timeline. Got it. All right. We are back with our more traditional Dick's pick. Going back to our, the, I, I, would, I think I would say the cream of, of our podcast, which is the early 2000s, late 90s, with um, what felt like a fever dream memory of my childhood, which turned out to be a real thing. Timeline from 2003. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen this. Did you remember that this movie even existed before? <laughs> I yeah, I, I remembered Paul. I remember the name. And I remembered Paul Walker being in it. I did not. I don't think I saw it. I didn't remember anything else. It exceeded expectations. This I remember the trailer for this movie so vividly with the trebuchet and uh, the concept of the students going Such back. Such a time. misleading trailer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. We'll get into it, but notoriously one of the biggest bombs, maybe in the history of Hollywood. Um, but the movie is Timeline, directed by Richard Donner, uh, one of the surest hands in the history of Hollywood. Um, I'm sure you've heard of some of these movies he's made. Uh, the Omen uh, was his first yep. big movie. Uh, Superman the Movie, starring Christopher Reeve. Yep. Uh, the Goonies. Love it. And Lethal Weapon 1 through 4 amazing so richard don a real heavyweight director but this effectively ended his career uh <laughs> written by jeff mcguire who previously had wrote the screenplay for in the line of fire one of my favorite clint eastwood movies and uh would go on to write gridiron gang uh the next year uh so for <laughs> reynolds uh that's got the rock in it gridiron gang you're thinking the longest yard mm, yeah sorry which was remade with Adam Sandler, which I saw in theaters, the remake. Uh, also, George Nolfi co-wrote this movie, who also wrote Ocean's 12, The Bourne Ultimatum, and went on to write and direct The Adjustment Bureau, one of the more baffling movies I've ever seen. I didn't um, see it. I didn't. I know Matt Damon carries around an umbrella or something. Uh, a fedora is sort of the key to the whole movie, or fedoras. Um, mm. We had a real fedora boom around 2009. Um, 
This movie stars Paul Walker, the great Paul Walker, rest in peace. Uh, Francis Francis O'Connor, who went on to direct uh, Emma, which came out recently this year, the uh, Emily Bronte biopic, or maybe it's called Emily. Is Francis O'Connor the dad? Uh, no, she's the girl. She's the love interest um, archaeology of, student. Of Paul Walker? Yes, who's also in Bedazzled. Uh, no, the Dry Butler love interest, Anna Friel, is also in Gold, The Dream Begins, the greatest movie ever made about soccer. Um, very early Gerard Butler. Uh, in Probably a role right that you'll after be, he did that Dracula 2000. You'll be shocked to learn who the studio wanted for the role. It, it's no surprise that he passed. Um, and Billy Connolly, very famous Scottish uh, comedian, plays uh, Paul Walker's father. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Anna Friel, um, David Thewlis of Harry Potter frame. Uh, Michael Sheen! <laughs> Michael Sheen, Ethan Embry of uh, Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> yeah, I kept he. I kept trying to figure out where I knew that guy from. The nerd, the physicist nerd. Yes, yes who refuses to go. Um, Kiefer, or, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's half-brother gets uh, murdered by Michael Sheen during the movie. Um, released- Did you already mention... Uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's not in it. Martin Jokas is in it. You might be thinking of him, the guy from Kingdom of Heaven and Triple X. Um, the bad guy from Triple X is in it. All right, uh, thought that was Ray Liotta. <laughs> also thought the bad scientist was uh, uh, Alan Rickman, but oh, or the not guy David from, or the guy from The Gardeners. I knew, or I knew he was from Harry Potter. I just didn't know which one. Didn't know which Harry Potter British actor it was. Yeah. Um, released wide in the U.S. November 26, 2003. Um, there's almost too much going on for me to narrow it down to a few things, so everyone will just have to remember back to and put themselves in the emotional time they were in in 2003. Um, I was 11 years old. Um, <laughs> learning how to ride your bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Rod Tomato score of 13%, I think by far the lowest of any movie we've discussed on this. Um a budget of eighty million and a box office return of forty three point nine. More than ghosted. <laughs> no. So lost almost forty million dollars. This movie did. How could they spend all that money? They don't go anywhere. They have like <laughs> two and a half sets. I think they had to like build all of the sets though, and it looked like the machine they used to go back in time was quite expensive. Um, I I mean it is expensive. They used it in Endgame. They reused it. <laughs> they reused it. Um, streaming, I think, on Showtime, also on demand for a very fair price of two dollars and ninety nine cents, which I think is very, very worth it. Um, yeah, I got, I did that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I think we're gonna go a little de- trial. <laughs> yeah, the seven day free trial. Um, we'll go a little bit into the plot here. We're gonna spoil a bit, but I don't think spoilers would make it any less enjoyable. Um, it starts with a man dressed in medieval garb appearing out of nowhere in the desert, almost getting hit by a car. And at the hospital, they discover all of his veins and organs and bones are misaligned. They're like off center. <laughs> it's like, why didn't this guy just like burst? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the, the reasoning throughout the movie for this is so crazy. <laughs> uh, Professor Edward Johnston is leading an archaeological study of a village of Castleguard near La Roque Castle in Dordogne. France, the site of the 1357 hanging of Lady Claire, sister to Honor de Seville. Um, her martyrdom led France to win a battle in the Hundred Years' War against the English. Uh, the Wikipedia page for this says her martyrdom led France to win the Hundred Years' War, which I think they'd be surprised to find out went on for another hundred years after 1357. Um, Johnson's team includes Scottish archaeologists archaeologist andre marek played by gerard butler uh, johnson students kate erickson played by francis o'connor josh stern who's played by ethan embry and francois Dontel, the lone frenchman who's played by Kiefer sutherland's half-brother and his son paul walker uh who is yeah. in love with kate um well, it's like really really too much and too much bring in heineken's he's like hey you want a beer <laughs> Paul Walker's behavior. always like uninvitedly have has his arm <laughs> over her shoulder. And there's a couple of moments where she like very noticeably like eye rolls. It's like, man. 
<laughs> the early 2000s were a different time. Um, while excavating a nearby monastery, they find a sarcophagus containing the remains of a French knight with a lopped ear holding the hand of his lady, mm-hmm. which they regard as an unheard of practice for the time, which makes them concerned. ITC's been messing with the site. Johnson goes back uh, to see what's going on. Uh, the students discover a focal lens from glasses uh, from one of Johnson's bifocals and a note yeah. begging for help that was written in 1357. Yeah, they there's a cave-in where they quickly go down into <laughs> the site to try and gather evidence, but they don't bring any like brushes pictures, <laughs> brushes. They just start fumbling around touching things with their bare hands, not wearing gloves. They're like, oxidation begins in five minutes, but they're not doing anything to prevent that. To prevent the oxidation. They're actually making it probably go faster. It was, um, I'm not no archaeologist, but that seemed like. Didn't seem like proper procedures. Yeah. 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 Uh, the students contact Paul Walker as a great sort of ultimatum on the phone. I'm going to go to the press. If you don't see yeah. what happened to my dad. Um, and ITC invites them to their headquarters in New Mexico. Uh, I didn't realize that they were in France and they went to New Mexico. That's a much longer flight than the movie leads you to believe. It, no, it seems like, yeah, plane's ready. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and they just, they hop on a, they get off of a choppa at the end. Uh, yeah. When they arrive. Yeah. So, so yeah, I need more travel. You know, straight logistics. to the airport, chopper to the ITC headquarters, which, you know, it doesn't seem like they're actually like a publicly traded company or even offer a product. No. So it's interesting to see where all the money is actually coming from. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of ROI at this phase of mm-hmm. the venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but they meet ITC president Robert Doniger and vice president Steve Kramer uh, and reveal that in the process of trying to discover a fax machine for physical objects, they have instead <laughs> developed, uh, discovered a wormhole which is locked into 1357 Castle Guard, France. They're so hung up on fax machines being the best <laughs> technology ever. Think it's of a fax, but if amazing. you can send a person. They're but a fax insane. breaks down stuff into electrical cables. If you did that with a human being. <laughs> they love fax machines. They're just like, I thought by this nothing point, will ever get better. Than a fax. And the internet's around. It has been for some time. <laughs> I think like YouTube had almost come. Yeah. Facebook's about to come out and they're still hung up on fax machines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the professor, who they call him, wanted to go back to see or was invited to go back to the past for himself and has not returned. So obviously all of his students volunteered to go back in time to locate him, including the Frenchman Francois, who seems very hesitant, but it's really peer pressure. Yeah, he gets peer pressured as their their translator because only wormhole only goes back to this French location where they're excavating, and the the other guy Ethan Embry, Ethan Embry, yeah, he stays back because he doesn't want to be fax machined. He's just like, you want to you want to fax machine my body, which is this is just like the teleporter from Star Trek. This isn't. Crazy, except they haven't figured it out yet. Because people come back with their their veins and their bones off center, and they die if, immediately. If you fax a fax, <laughs> then it gets really dis, really messed up. So you can't keep faxing the same fax. Uh, the volunteers are stripped of all modern technology, except for one guy who brings a grenade, and uh, except for a pendant shaped marker that they can use to indicate their return. And they're beamed up, sort of Star Trek style, by the people mm-hmm. back in New Mexico. Uh, the students are joined by uh, various henchmen of the company. Um, and the ITC's head of security, Frank Gordon, played by another Band of Brothers member. Uh, and uh, on arrival in 1357, they find themselves in the path of a young woman being chased by English knights. Uh, the two henchmen are immediately killed. <laughs> Uh, one of which pulls out his grenade and for seemingly no reason yeah at least throw the grenade don't bring it back with you comes back grenade detonates whole teleportation device destroyed which is tough because they only have five hours to get back or else they'll be stuck in france forever yep um thank goodness ethan Embry remained behind because he will be essential 
to he's to holding the, the the CEO's feet to the fire. Lupin wants <laughs> to just be like, whatever. Uh, I was also unclear whether or not uh, Neil McDonough, the guy from Band of Brothers, mission was to actually kill the professor. Um, it well, sort of seemed like that was definitely him to to, it was definitely to kill Dakar or Dakar. Yes, yes, the the guy who stays behind. Mm-hmm. Um, the team that evades the, <laughs> the guy from Triple X. Um, yeah. the woman leads them to the English controlled castle guard. They are captured, brought before Lord Oliver Duval and his second in command. <laughs> the team members are stripped of their markers, and Duval kills the Frenchman in a very troubling scene that is sort of brushed aside. Um, that they're well, well, murdered. <laughs> Yeah, that was well before all this. Uh, Gerard Butler uh, gets some one-on-one time with the French girl, uh-huh. and they they have a moment, and he kills an Englishman, which I, I think probably feels good as a Scot. Um, <laughs> hey, the then, Union's been around for like three hundred years by this point. They're more yeah. like that they are different. Yeah, but they <laughs> then they're captured, and the reason Michael Sheen kills the Frenchman is because he says. Oh, you're a translator. I need you to translate this. What does I say? Je suis un espion. And then the guy's like, I am a spy. And then my machine says, oh, I knew it all along. And just kills him. Real. But but also Gerard Butler's like, say it. Say it. No, Gerard Butler's like, don't say it. Oh, is it Paul Walker? Paul Walker's like, don't say it. They're both like, this is a clear trap. Do not say what he's asking you to say. Uh, we. It turns out the professor is in the possession of Devon. He's offered to make Greek fire for the English in exchange for his life. Um, but with now that Paul Walker and Gerard Butler are here, obviously they make their escape very quickly and are pursued by the English. Um, this, is, this starts a whole big like thatched roof climbing, escaping. <laughs> guards for the, like so much minutes. of this of this movie is dependent upon sort of just house building being really bad in the 14th yeah you just get bang through some walls i'm a prisoner and, and no worry drywall let's <laughs> cut yeah. through the roof and get out yeah <laughs> and like 40 minutes of the of the movie is this but paul walker and kate they end up together yes and gerard butler and the french lady end up together and gerard yes. butler God, this this movie it takes place in six hours and it's they cover zero. So ground. much happens. It's almost like you should have made it like twenty four or something yeah. like that. I don't understand why it needed to be six. Um, just keep looping around. <laughs> uh, Decare reveals himself to be Gordon. Um, no, or no, Bill. reveals to Gordon that he's Bill a former Decker. IDC employee, Bill Decker, um, mm-hmm. who had frequently used the teleportation device, but. It turns out if you go like 10 times, I don't know what the exact magic number is, but a certain amount of times, yeah, you're you become the off center sort of vein. Your guy. body facts <laughs> ends up being bad. Um, so he doesn't come back. He stays behind, which I didn't necessarily understand that if they kept coming back to the same day, how did he have the time to establish himself in this sort of role? Um apparently I guess they didn't keep coming back to the same to the time. Same day. <laughs> it was a different day. day in 1357. Yeah, because the professor dad had been there for like two days. And it's true. See, so I would have thought wor- they all would have shown up at the same time, but I, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how I don't know how the wormhole moves. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we the wormhole moves. Christopher with Nolan on the horn. Yeah. Um, at this point, uh, he reveals that he would die if he goes back, but he plans revenge on ITC, kills Gordon, uh, the guy from Band of Brothers. Uh, Devon orders his knights to march on the Rolk castle and to care brings the professor along um, at the monastery. Kate and Paul Walker meet. Uh, uh, they realize that the woman that Merrick has been with is Lady Claire, Claire who gets murdered allegedly. in real life, allegedly, and they've changed history by saving her. Uh, Merrick has become Gerard Butler to avoid confusion, <laughs> has become infatuated with Lady Claire, given a horse to rescue his friends. Uh, Kate and Paul Walker help to swing the upcoming battle in the French's favor 
by leading Basil's men through the monastery tunnels that had previously mapped in the castle. This is something that Kate had been obsessed with, was convinced that it existed despite having no proof. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a nice sort of a, I was here moment where there was a tapestry or some sort of uh, stonework that's destroyed. And she's like, what monster would destroy this? And then we I'm have the, the great monster. moment. Where she's like, <laughs> it was me. And she's like, I'm ecstatic about it. Yeah. I'm so glad it, it all and it it's like so much jumping around too. So like everything's happened concurrently, and there's also like back in the present day, they're trying to fix the coils. But also maybe the boss they... doesn't want it to be fixed. Yeah. But and... they also have one in New York too. So yes, like why true. couldn't they just send them back to New York? Wormhole, they haven't fixed the New York wormhole or whatever, but yeah, it, it's there's a lot of obviously you idiot yeah. how did you not realize that <laughs> oh gosh i i just i apologize i should have known as the battle starts gerard butler's pretty captured. sweet battle pretty sweet battle good trebuchet <laughs> good like ice creek firework yeah oh uh, gerard Night butler's arrows. captured uh lady Night claire arrows. despite gerard butler's work is also kidnapped so yep. maybe history will will still you know it has to find a way what what is it they say in Jurassic Park? Life finds a way. Maybe history finds a way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Lady Claire, the professor, uh, Gerard Butler, they make Greek fire, which they unleash upon the French. Um, but they have a bit of a a scenario where Gerard Butler is going to burn down the whole castle if they don't defend if they don't release Lady Claire, um, which she does anyway. Yeah. Uh, some nice on time. Arrow work from the French freeze Lady Claire. Boom, battle starts. Well, well, the explosion, Gerard Butler's explosion is also in freeze up, yes. In opening the underground tunnel up. Where the Frenchman was convinced Paul Walker was a spy and was gonna kill him. And the French to get into the castle and fight him off. Yes. Inside and outside. (laughs) Very two towers. Um Mm -hmm. enraged. The care slashes off Gerard Butler's earlobe. Bang. Gerard Butler's wow. the guy. He's the knight in the sarcophagus. And wow. he has this nice moment where as soon as he gets his ear cut off, he's so happy. He's like, it's me. It's me. Um, yep. He's he, defe- love. <laughs> he defeats the care, recovers the markers, gives them to the others, says his goodbyes, and is like, hey, I'm happy here. I'm staying in France. Um, because he's a sort historian. <laughs> Sort of. He's mostly like, get out of here. And like throws his pendant to Paul Walker. Who starts kicking ass around this part. Um, Yeah, because Paul Walker basically takes on Michael Sheen. Yeah, but is with a little help from the Frenchman. Um, Mm -hmm. The French win, assuring victory and assuring the history is as it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, As the three returnees activate their markers uh, in the present, Josh and Kramer <laughs> have finished the repairs after coming to learn that Doniger has attempted to sabotage their attempts. Doniger fears that when the student stories become public, ITCV, ITC will suffer great losses. As the machine activates, Doniger races into it, attempting to block the teleportation and say gets stuck in the machine, killed by his own hubris, sent back to 1357. Bang, head cut. And he off. switches places with the Paul Walker and Paul Walker's dad and Paul Walker's love interest. Love interest. <laughs> uh, they safely return. Uh, they return to Castle Guard, re-examine the sarcophagus, find that Lady Claire and Gerard Butler led a great life, had three kids mm-hmm. named after Paul Walker, his love interest, and Francois. Francois. <laughs> Finally gets some mention. I'm sure he's okay with being sent back. 600 years in the past to be murdered that Gerard Butler named one of his children after him. Um, I love this movie. I think this is one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, (laughs) I'm very disappointed in audiences in 2003 that they couldn't understand what they were seeing. Um, Well, it's very jumbled. It's so faxed together. It's, It's hard to keep the timelines straight on the timeline. Because I don't think this is a movie has... that needs to make sense, though. No, it's like a 
It's like a Universal Studios show that you go to see where they're like yes. recreating Indiana Jones and you're sitting there and they're like jumping around doing yes. stuff and you're like, great. That's, That's exactly what it is. It <laughs> it's like, give me Paul Walker. Give me Gerard Butler. Give me some historical reenactment, some jumbled history facts, a bit of early 2000s technology, hubris, yeah. like a uh, um, what was the movie we did with Ryan Phillippe? Antitrust. Antitrust. A bit of the sort of antitrust yeah. vibe with the, mm-hmm. you know, the bill- corporate billionaire who's maybe doesn't have the best interests of society nope. at large in mind. Um, nope. So very representative they, of its time for me. They talk. So the, the technology is really hinges on like DNA, matching your DNA, able to crack it from time so that we, they can pull you back into the wormhole. Yes. But uh, when they travel back in time, the clothes are also sent. Yes. The grenade is sent. <laughs> the glasses are sent. What is happening? <laughs> these the technology. These are questions that, that don't need to be resolved. That's why Terminator did it right. <laughs> well, this is where I much prefer less explanation than more. In mm. terms of these sort of things, because obviously it's all nonsense anyway. So from the trailer, you're led to believe that Paul Walker is like the main character. Yes. Do you think that that's post that's on purpose? Fast and Furious, it's, right? It's on perp and it's on purpose to make you think that he and this love this archaeologist are the ones that are going to stay back in time and be yes, hundred percent ones. Yes. That was it. Was very clear from the beginning that Gerard <laughs> Butler was going to be stuck. I he was just talking think... about how much he loved the past, how the future is yeah. boring. That's what yeah, technology he's like working bullshit. on his archery. He's got his sword skills. He yes. he hates. He says the he hates computers. Past is important. He hates computers. It's I don't know. It was kind of like they were trying to misdirect, but it was a complete fail. Paul Walker almost seems like a totally sort of superfluous, irrelevant element to this movie. <laughs> Definitely, he's given so little to do. That definitely it almost doesn't make sense for him to be in it at all but that's sort of what i like about it that he's he's so funny in this movie without trying to be he's um, not trying to be <laughs> at all that's just it just makes it so good um, he's just being paul walker he's just being him and it makes it he's like the most 2003 person ever um, paul walker's performance in timeline <laughs> makes chris evans is in ghosted Look really good. Seem like seem like Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paul Walker is even like wearing the clothes I imagine he would wear offset during this movie. It's just like yeah. just be you. Well, it's the same outfit that he wore in like their Fast and the Furious. It's like Billabongs and yeah. you know, RVCA or whatever the hell. So why are, why are you here? Like, what interest <laughs> do you have in archaeology? Well, he has none. He, it's just he's just there for his dad and to hit on this girl that does not like him. Is not interested at all and makes it very clear. Yes. And by the end of the movie, she is, is in love with him. They hold yeah. hands. Yeah. And they're you know they're gonna have three babies just like Gerard Butler and Lady Anne, and he's gonna live till he's fifty-seven just like Gerard Butler. Um, so dumb. Uh. Not a lot on Wikipedia for this. I'd be I call on the world of the internet to provide more internet material for this. I'm a little disappointed. Um, I want to go back to the the original going back with the group in the technology. Did not like how Paul Walker and the girl held hands when they're about to be faxed to the past. That might you know, would have made some weird combo DNA. Andrea said that back. that could have been like a good SNL skit or something. So sort of like <laughs> you know the fly situation. Like Paul Walker has no longer has a penis. Yeah, <laughs> something or like that. Has, or he, he has uh, eight fingers on one hand, and she has three. <laughs> three. She has three eyes. He has one. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia. The biggest thing I could find on this was that Roger and Ebert did not hate it. He gave it a two out of four. Huh. Um, he said its biggest issue was it couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a medieval swashbuckler or yeah. a corporate espionage thriller. Yeah, but I think that's why. It, I think if it had gone one or the other, neither would have worked. But I think somehow by being both, 
Um, it allows itself to not be graded either. It sort of gives itself a pass. Don't um, whole don't half-ass two things, whole ass one situation. I think that's what he wanted, but that's not what I wanted. Um, maybe he was right. Maybe timeline would have been better if it was one or the other, as far as the box office goes, but it wouldn't have the lasting cultural impact that it's had without the I think you could have you really yeah, you really just didn't flesh out either very well. You, you, no. It was just he could have fleshed out the corporation and yes. stuff. I feel like the the past was pretty kind of cut and dry. Like yeah. oh, they're they they tell you everything when they're at the dig site. They're when they're doing a maybe maybe we like, would have liked a conversation with the CEO and like the board. He gets some yeah. sort of pressure from the outside. Yeah. Um, like, hey, when are we gonna take this public? When are we gonna find out what all this money's been going to? Or like so the long. technology is kind of introduced a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of dropped in there and not really explained. They're kind of like we want to transfer things from one location to another, but then, but they're still going back in time. But why? We why don't are know. they going back in time other than to tell some archaeologists that stuff's going on there back in time? Yeah, they've yet to to actually see how this is a money making venture. Not a money making venture. <laughs> Unless to like have some sort of West world, but with much higher stakes because you actually might die. Um, yeah. What else did the, the, the critics say back then? They just hated it, generally. <laughs> this sucks. Give me my money back. Roger I Ebert thought Gerard like the... Butler was good. I thought Michael Sheen was good. Michael I think Sheen that... was great. Yeah, um, I think that like most Paul Walker movies, he's just a real kind of dead weight. Just drag. Don't say just... that. <laughs> well, oh yeah, 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 but you know, you know what I mean. Anchor. How about that? Real no, anchor. but even if you want to say dead weight, he he isn't. He without him, this movie would be so forgettable. Paul Walker puts this in two thousand three in such a perfect way that he's he's essential. Without him, this would be a bad movie. I think. But because he's in it, like we've said, he serves no purpose (laughs) except to to root it in a time and a place because (laughs) there is no person who represents an era more than Paul Walker in the early 2000s. This character has serves no purpose. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Except to except to be. I I think that I think that the dad and the archaeologist that he has a crush on had more chemistry than Paul Walker. Paul Walker and, and her. The archaeologist. Yeah, I mean it's possible, but I think I'm, they I'm, shared a kiss. This, yeah, lips, <laughs> not like those Frenchies. It, I think it should have been more like a Last Crusade scenario where we find out that. It, yep. Maybe the so dad's in there first. <laughs> yep. I think so. Uh, best of IMDb trivia: uh, Michael Crichton, author of the same titled book on which this movie was based. Disliked the movie so much that he refused to license any more movies based on his novels. This is the last one. Not until he died. Was a wow. or any other? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, that why they've started? They started like remaking all the Jurassic Parks after he died. I think that, that might have something to do with it. There's, there's, there's tends to be a uh, a trend of more things being made with the estate of an author after they no longer mm-hmm. have control over it. Um. Mm-hmm. The problem of language is ignored in this movie. Having a French-speaking character. In the novel, however, it is stated that as in... That doesn't make sense. That's What does that sentence mean? The problem of language is ignored in this movie, comma, having a French-speaking character. What does that mean? Does I that make that sense? They <laughs> say that Claire kind of... All the French people speak English. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, in the novel, it is stated that as in reality, people in 1357 did not speak modern Eng- English or French, but Occitan, a language which André Marek is fluent in the book, um, Gerard Butler's character. Also, the novel describes some high-tech translator devices the characters put in their ears, which is also absent in this movie. I'm glad they Basically, did that. Basically, Michael Crichton watched a bunch of Star Trek yeah. and like, decided, all right, we're not going to space. We're going, we're going to... Time. 100 years for France. Yeah. yeah. He led uh, Barbara Tuckman's, uh, yeah, a hidden uh, mirror, whatever he's called. It was like, hey, 100 years war. Um, 
twice in the movie. First when Lady Claire, sorry, <clears throat> is reunited with the French Knights, and later in the final battle, a French Knight shield has the Quebec flag painted on it. These scenes were shot in Quebec, along with all of the 14th century France scenes. How about that? Some Quebecois okay. love. Um, okay. This, for me, is one of the most exciting bits of IMD trivia I've ever seen. Um, what actor do you think was originally intended for Gerard Butler's role? Is he American? No. Um, Would have been huge in 2003. Mind. Huge. Arnold? No. Way Van bigger Dan? in 2003 than Arnold would have been. Way, way bigger than that. More Who? Pierce Brosnan. How about that? I think Gerard Butler's great in this movie. I Pierce don't know. Brosnan's too big for that role. Yeah, yeah. If, if Pierce Brosnan is that role, then you don't need Paul Walker's character. Exactly, yeah, that's true. He's the lead if it's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, they should have done that. <laughs> Do you think it would have been better? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it still would have been tied to the, the early 2000s, like you enjoyed. Because he would have been James Bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been a nice timestamp. Um the CEO's death is much darker in the book. Uh, instead of getting his head chopped off by a knight, um, he is sent back to Castle Guard during the time of the Black Plague. The chapter ends with him finding some dead bodies and coughing. So how about that? Ominous. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Timeline. Um, I think you. I think you enjoyed it. I don't think you necessarily loved it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I cranked it out right before this podcast. Yeah. So, you know, it's fresh. I thought it was enjoyable. Andrea dipped out maybe 40 minutes in. She saw the best part, which is Paul yeah. Walker in France hitting on the girl yeah. who doesn't want to, who isn't interested yeah. in him. Um, yeah. You want to do a quick five minute Dick's TV quarter? Well, I have one quote from this movie. Ah, okay. It is Paul Walker at the beginning. And he goes, uh, I don't understand you guys. You all live in the past, you know? what the past is to me the past is why my parents split up the past is basically what i've been force-fed ever since i was a little kid i mean none of you archaeologists look to the future Mm -hmm. and then i also like the scene when they're in the little english town and they have a whole group of them just shushing each other as (laughs) knights chase after them that was fun (laughs) um I, i would also like to say that um, as this movie ended, Amazon Prime recommended that I watch Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets immediately afterwards. So take that as you will. The algorithm. I think it just is recommending massive notorious bombs. That's the only yeah. connection I can think of. Yeah, um, Valerian isn't even in, isn't even necessarily notorious because I don't think anyone even remembers that it came out. No. Um, I'm ready. Four for minutes TV for TV. Now. Four minutes. We can do that. I only have two. Okay. Have you, have you heard of jury duty? No, but I have jury duty this week. Do you really? Yeah. Well, you should watch jury duty, the TV show to prepare. Cause you may end up being in a Truman show situation. Okay. Where everyone on the jury duty is an actor. Interesting. Uh, including early two thousands star, James Marston. Interesting. Uh, it's a show that was created by some office people. From people from the office so uh-huh. it's it's a good eight episode 30 minute kind of funny truman show situation where the guy is just likable and all the characters are weird huh. so i reckon you know if you want something to put on in the background that sounds, one's good sounds interesting and then did i talk about beef last time i don't know beef it's on netflix netflix seen a lot of stuff about it a24 show with um Stephen Young Stephen Yun and Ali Wong. Yeah. Uh I, I think that if you're gonna watch that, you do one at a time and you follow, Not a it, up an, follow it up with an episode of jury duty because it's just kind of heavy people doing terrible decision making and uh kind of you're kind of on edge all the time. Uh, sort of like a meet the parents kind of thing. It's almost stressful to watch. Except not funny, really. <laughs> Then why do people than... like it? <laughs> I think it's I think it makes you think. Uh, I think it makes you think about how people interact with each other and like I don't know. 
the escalation is just a lot for me. Uh, a lot of like dramatic escalation where I'm like, don't do that. But recommend it. I recommend it. Well, I have been watching Snowdrop on Disney Plus, a South uh-huh. Korean soap opera set in the late 1980s uh, about a North Korean spy who's being hidden at an all girls college, um, which is not is he... bad. Okay. Because I don't know too much about South Korean history, but apparently there was a lot of student protests in the late 80s because there was a semi-dictatorship in South Korea that was ended in 1987 through through elections, which which led to the government that that now exists in South Korea. So I feel like I'm learning something. Good for you. I'm glad you're dipping your toes in the TV realm. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. Um, Yeah, that's what we're going to do next month. Uh, I have not yet determined, but I think we will we will probably stick with the format, maybe, and do maybe. one new movie and one old movie. If um, there's a new bad movie that's so good and bad that it fits our criteria. But I think we'll surprise you all next week. So thank you for listening, or next month, I should say. Um, yep. And we will be back with you guys next month. Goodbye. Okay,